I got love for you, man. You know what I'm saying? What are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that, out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabbie Presents, the podcast. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us. To those who've uh, logged into iTunes and commented and rated the podcast, thank you. I can't give you anything in, uh, for it, though, like except my appreciation, and I do appreciate you. Uh, or maybe like I'll give you an extended hug. I'm good at those. Uh, if we ever meet in real life, it'll be long. It'll be warm, potentially sweaty, um, and potentially awkward. Only if you're a dude, though, because I give long hugs to dudes. So um, just be aware. Um, to those of you new to the podcast and podcasts in general, enjoy the conversation while you're doing yard work, on the way to work, working out, or at your desk at work. We'll try our hardest to make sure you hear some gold in uh, in your earbuds. Uh, if you're listening to this on the radio, and if there's a lot of traffic, this will probably frustrate you even more. Uh, after eight strong weeks of candid and playful hockey talk, the fact-free, hashtag under the bus, hashtag fact-free podcast has been number one on iTunes in the sports and recreation category since the beginning. So thank you to all those of you who uh, contribute in ways uh, by clicking and commenting again, that's that's awesome. We really appreciate it. Today, we change it up. America's passion. America's passion gets some love, MVP style. The consensus best quarterback in football, the 2011 MVP, one of the coolest dudes in sports, Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers, joins us in a few moments. Back in the co-pilot's chair, my good friend Neil Scott. How are you, sir? Good day, my friend. How are you? I went, dude, what happened to you on Saturday? Yes, Saturday, a rough one. Yeah, but one of the happened? best things about being uh, a dude is uh, we were supposed to meet up. We watched meet the. We got sidetracked watching the fight. You were at a spot. I was at a spot. We usually meet at some you know night nightclub or somewhere. And you were coming in the club, and I was leaving the club via the back door. As fast as you were coming in the door. Actually, I was leaving faster. Why? <laughs> right, but we had a plan to meet. You're like, come meet me. I'm like, yeah, I'm on my way. I get there. And you're like Houdini. Selectively did not read your BBM, so there would be no <laughs> R. I just saw the delivered. I met a friend. We'll keep it at that. And I had to get out of there. And I knew if I read it, you know, you might be like more questions. So the time I read it, I was in a cab on my way home. And uh, that's the best thing of being friends with dudes and being a dude is that you don't have to wait i, I can just go there's right. no you're not gonna be mad at me you're right. actually happy for me <laughs> at first you're a little shafted but then you were like no that's good you're, you're, you're doing all right and like and and the one thing is like what we we don't do is when we just pull the pin we don't we don't have to go find the other dudes like hey i'm leaving hey i'm leaving hey uh is uh is steven around just yeah. tell him that i'm leaving we just go we just hopefully one of us pay the tab, and then we bolt. Like, this, like we can't get—we find exits that they didn't even have in the club. Like, I left, and I knew when I left the spot, there was no way you would know where I was going if we walked in, you know? So 
That's I'm, what happened. Yeah, I'm usually the guy that bounces on the tab, and you're usually the the dude anchored in with uh, some cocktails, and then you're out comes the plastic, and you take care of it. I appreciate that. We feel that pain on the next day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you're like, hey, guess what? Uh, so the way that uh, this works is we'll tell some stories. Our MVP guest will tell some stories, and magically, you'll be entertained. Our first guest is on the phone. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. And I'm happy to be joined by a dude that is approaching King of Earth status. Uh, the Kings of Earth are going this order. Michael Jordan, David Beckham, Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant, uh, and, uh, and who's, who's your, your, uh, your soccer dude for uh, Real Madrid? Uh, no, not me. Messi for Barcelona. No, but, but no. Ronaldo. Uh, Ronaldo. Yeah. Those are the kings of Earth. And Aaron Rodgers, who joins us on the phone, is approaching king of Earth status. Can you feel it, dude, inside of you that you're, you're approaching that status? <laughs> I don't feel that, no. Come that on, man. Just mentioned, those are the, uh, the cream of the crop there. I, I don't, I'm not on any of those guys' level. Dude, you're approaching. Also on that list, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Barack Obama. So, dude, you just yeah, have to... Yeah, that list, that list is way above me. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> well, listen, you keep, you keep, if your trajectory stays the same, homie, you'll, you'll be in that breath. So, like, this past weekend, you attended the Kentucky Derby, which is awesome for a few reasons. One, is it like the spring break for rich people? <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I, there's... There's a special feel though to that to that event. The, the city of Louisville does a great job, really making people feel feel special, and uh, it's just a great event. I've been fortunate enough to go to for the last four years now. A um, lot of fun to to uh, to pull for your horses, especially in the in the Derby race and the Oaks race, which is the big race on Friday. Um, but but it's uh, it's a special event. For those people who uh, who are listening right now and who have never been to the Kentucky Derby, can you describe the scene? Like, who did you go with? Where did you sit? And and please tell us about your outfit because I know it's it's kind of like tennis where you got to wear like white on white, right? Or you got to or you got to wear a hat or something like that. Uh, yeah, you know, I took uh, my boys with me, my brother, my college roommate, a couple teammates. Uh, you know, it's a it's a great event to. Uh, to just relax and, and enjoy yourself. Um, the women are usually wearing, uh, you know, spring dresses and, and big hats. Uh, the seersucker attire is quite popular. I wore that one year last year. I had a, <laughs> a light blue uh, light blue blazer. Nice. This year I, I went uh, a little more understated but still pretty classy. I think I just had a, uh, a gray suit with a, with a light blue shirt. Uh, the Friday uh, to support breast cancer – they call it a pink out, so they want you to wear pink. Um, so I was wearing a, a pink tie and pink undershirt. Um, you know, so that's it's it's a it's a great event. It's always fun to see the fashion. You get everything from a guy this year wearing kind of the John Daly garb. Oh, but did he, did he have a John Daly stomach? Uh, no, he was actually huh. a, a thin, a thin guy. So okay. I was, I was impressed. But uh, it's always fun to see the different outfits and and for the women to see the the size of of the hats that they're uh, comfortable wearing. It uh, it seems that they get bigger every year. It's like uh, it's like to Flavor Flav's clock. 
is to some of these women's hat hats, correct? That's true. That's hey, true. last question on this. Did um, how many dudes? How many pajama rich dudes did you see? And by pajama rich, I mean. Like, they're basically, like, billionaires that can wear anything out. Like, like I'm talking, like, them Saudi dudes that, like, have, like, their traditional garments. Like, you just, they just roll out and just, could you, they're pajama rich. Oh, a bunch of them. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's that old southern money, uh, especially in the area that I was sitting uh, inside. Outside uh, was, was the, the kings of the earth, uh, if you will, <laughs> area. Brady is out there and a lot of uh, A-list celebrities. I'm not quite on the on the list to be outside yet, so I was inside, great seats. Uh, but there's, you know, all around me were, uh, you know, race racehorse owners and uh, some big money people who um, enjoy letting loose a little bit. I think it's interesting to, uh, to watch some of these people who, you know, if you will, it seems like, you know, the, the old saying, I remember when I had my first beer, uh, kind of applies to some of these guys and, and women and their behavior at times. Oh, now, nice. I like that. Now, Aaron, now where me and like Cabin myself would sit is in the middle of the track. And I know you can't go down there anymore or, or hang there, but have you heard about the parties down there? And, and is that where it's at? I went there actually my first Come year. I, I spent nice. a good hour on the infield. Uh, it's wild down there. Um, clothing becomes optional uh, <laughs> later yes! in the day. Um, it's just a, it's a wild scene. Uh, the drinking is, is more prevalent than watching uh, the actual races, um, which to, to many people uh, is the draw uh, who, who like to be in the infield. But uh, it's, it's a wild environment down there. Um, and uh, from what I saw a few years back, uh, definitely uh, yeah, a lot of people having fun there. Now, what about, did you see the porta potty run? Have you heard of this? You've seen it if you're down there? I have not, no. Oh, what is that? So there's a line of the porta potties, you know, in the infield. And yeah. I went to school in West Virginia, so I went over there one year. And it's a mess, right? Yeah. And a guy, guys run across the top of them because they're so close together, and people throw beer cans at them to see if they can knock them off. And they bet on this. Yeah. You haven't seen it? You could YouTube. It is phenomenal. That's yeah, awesome. Now, with your arm, <laughs> if you were allowed to, it would be a lot of fun. I'd like my chances there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude, that could be a whole other side gig. Like, that's, that could be your summer money. Get your, get your, your pajama, your, your pajama rich money. We, we, we take the money and, for and you. And hustle the, hustle the porta potty run. I can do that. <laughs> we'll put a Canadian toque or something on you and have you throw, and me and Cav will take the money. Yes. Hey, um, how much? So, okay, so at the race, you you brought your you brought your old one of your brothers and some of your buddies, correct? Yes. Who did you uh, who did you bet on, and uh, who did your brother bet on? My brother actually won a, a trifecta. He had uh, yeah, that, oh, the, in the big yeah, race. Yeah, he did one dollar bet. Yeah, <laughs> he had nineteen nineteen six five. He boxed it, so any they could finish in any order, and uh, he was pretty excited. I had money on just about every horse but the one that came in first oh man so you hedged your bets like you're bleeding money yeah yeah i was i was hedging my bets Uh, i like to do the trifecta and exact box uh bets and i also like to bet on the long shots um one last year this year uh had a rough time but uh, i was happy to see my brother he made a one dollar bet and came out of there with 1500 so what wait a second one dollar got him 1500 yeah, just think if it had been 20 bucks. Oh, my gosh. Wait, and then how much did you win last year? You said you won last year. 
Yeah, no, I, I paid for the trip and then some last year. The, the but, winter, okay, but Aaron, it, Aaron, you got to tell us what that is. For tax purposes, maybe he's not. Yeah, no. But let's just say the winter came in at twenty to one, and I had a substantial amount on him, so it was it was a good day. Balling, that's it. And now you tweeted about Eli this weekend. I don't know if you got to see it because you were you're with the the big wigs at the the Derby. But did you watch any or see any of the SNL? Or no, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see it, but I, I've heard some some good reviews about it. Uh, his brother set the bar. Yeah. So high with his performance a few years back. Um, it's kind of the gold standard for, uh, I'm sure, guys like Eli and myself who, who have you know some ideas about going on there. Um, Peyton did such an incredible job at it, but uh, but I heard Eli did a good job as well, and I'm not surprised. That uh, little brother sketch was awesome. If you can, I think it's you can probably YouTube it now. But he had a you know Peyton had his the United Way uh, sketch where he's throwing footballs at the kids and berating them, which is amazing. Uh, Eli's was it was a nice companion piece. So if you can, you should YouTube it if uh, if you get a chance. I'll check it out. And now the rumor has it though you you turned it down because they wouldn't they wouldn't they wouldn't you know meet your demands you had some crazy dressing <laughs> no, room no, demands like true. red skittles and uh yeah, no, no, and white that's, cloth that's entirely entirely false uh, <laughs> we may I have made three, that up no, i had three really important weddings this year uh that either i was in or was close friends um kind of all over the country and uh the dates just didn't match up so hopefully i get the invite again uh the nbc people have been great uh, enjoy just at least having the opportunity to think about doing it. But uh, but that's something I'd like to do at some point. Awesome. Wait, so you, you mentioned earlier that you and Eli had some ideas. Do you have, like, a couple of sketch ideas that you're going to bring to the writers of SNL when they I invite you again? Definitely would, yes. Really? What do you what do you have, dude? What do you got cooking? I can't give away, I can't give away the Aaron, info. come I on, think if dude. You look at, all you have to do is look at my career in the seven years that I've played. And, and think about the possible storylines that could that could uh, and sketches. Oh that my god! So wait, okay, so there, <laughs> so there's there's some, getting, there's some ones that uh, I think we could definitely definitely use. So there's got to be a, there's there's a Brett Far there's gonna be a Brett Favre sketch, there's a photo bombing sketch, and there's possibly something with you working at In and Out Burger. <laughs> I like the last one. <laughs> In the outburner, for like sure. <laughs> All right, well, that, you, can, you can have that one. So, um, uh, so Aaron, the last time I saw you was in Las Vegas, and it was at uh, Michael Jordan's uh, golf tournament. And yep. obviously, Michael is, is, is the, big, the big dude. Uh, but you're right there, because when I saw you, you were golfing in Michael's foursome. So you say you're not, you, you know, it's... You're you're humble to be you know mentioned in in the list of 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 kings of earth, but you play with a king of earth. Did you so while you played with Michael Jordan, did you do any of the talking or just let MJ just tell a bunch of stories? I've been fortunate enough to play with him now four rounds, and the first the first round I played with him, it was more uh, just hoping that uh, there would be some sort of conversation. And now I, you know, I can consider Michael a friend, which is incredible for me because, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, one of my favorite sports athletes growing up. Um, you know, I think most people either loved MJ or, or couldn't stand him. Uh, but me, I, I loved him. Love watching him play. Um, it's it's easy to get behind a winner like that. But it's been fun now that that uh, I've started my own career and and have gotten to know him a little bit through this, uh, you know, through the last seven years. Um, and he's. Uh, a lot of fun. I really enjoy our conversations and enjoy the opportunity to spend time with him. Uh, you know, he's a, a very down-to-earth guy with me, and, and he's given me a lot of uh, 
you know, a lot of time, conversation, um, advice. Uh, so it's, it's been a lot of fun any chance I get to, to spend a little time with him. If you now, And you know Tony Romo golfs with Tiger. I'm not sure. Have you ever had a, played around with Tiger yet? I have not, no. No. Now, when you play with Michael, and I know you shot a 77 at Whistling Straight, that is a tough track, right? Whistling Straight? Yes, it is and pretty tough. You, do you let Michael win? Because I'm sure your handicap's a little better. Michael, you know, Michael's a great player. I think he's probably got a slightly better handicap than me. Are you serious? And, or are you just being yeah, nice? He's a two or three handicap, and, and I'm, I'm up around uh, five or six. So. Wow. Are you the uh, best golfer in the NFL right now, or, or is no, it between you and not Tony? No, Tony, uh, Tony's got to be uh, in the mix. I, I'd be surprised if anybody could consistently beat him. Uh, he plays in the Tahoe tournament like I do every year, and I think he's finished runner-up the last three years, and I'm still trying to bump in the top 20 here. So, <laughs> so I mean, because the thing there, uh, Aaron, is, is simple. Tony, Tony's always golfing before you are because you have extended runs in the playoffs, my dude. <laughs> Listen, so I, I know someone's thinking it. Whoever's listening to this is thinking that. So I just had to say it, my dude. Uh, are you okay? So so <laughs> you played you played four rounds with Michael Jordan, which is which is awesome. You said you consider him a friend. Are you comfortable in that space, like amongst like the legends and big icons? Because you're you, but I don't know if you see you the way that we see you. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that's a good point. Uh, I think now I'm I'm more comfortable with it. Uh, you know, even to some of my family and friends, uh, it's very abnormal and, uh, you know, just surreal. To me, it's it's becoming a little bit more normal. Um, I think it's because Michael and I do have a, you know, a friendship now. That helps. But when you're in the situations, more situations like that, you just, um, I think you just understand how to act a little bit better. And, and just being yourself is good enough. Uh, you know, I was a little nervous to, to play with him the first time. Um, but uh, you realize just as people, I think, when they meet myself or any other professional athlete, uh, that we are just normal people who do what we do maybe a little bit better than, than the next person. So um, more comfortable in the situations, but still, you know, kind of have to pinch yourself at, you know, different times. Uh, because, you know, Michael was, like I said, one of my childhood idols and uh, got to meet Joe Montana, who was my favorite quarterback growing up. I uh, have a friendship with Steve Young over the last four or five years now, who was also a favorite player of mine. So it is a little surreal to be able to spend time with those guys, get a phone call from, from Steve Young or, you know, be able to be in the same room with one of those guys. But, um, you know, it, it's also uh, pretty exciting. Dude, you didn't answer the question about do you do uh, if you do any of the talking when you're with Michael Jordan. And the I, last I do now. You I, do, I now? do now? I feel more comfortable now. Can you, do you drop uh, you F-bombs know, in front of Mike? Do you feel that comfortable where you could just, like, tell a joke with, like, a lot of cur- – or tell a story about some game where you're just dropping F-bombs and stuff? Well, I don't really do a whole lot of that in general. But, uh, <laughs> but, but you're a football player. Yeah, I do feel a little more comfortable, uh, you know, popping off a little bit or ripping <laughs> them about something. But uh, it's MJ, so you're not going to do a whole lot of that. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, Aaron, with, with your visibility and your status – I'm I'm curious as this to this uh, the answer to this question. When's the last time you had to introduce yourself to someone? I I always feel like uh, it, it's it's better to introduce yourself because um, you know as much as you, you might be pretty well recognized, uh, the message that it sends if you don't introduce yourself all the time, 
is not the one I want. So, you know, I try and be respectful of the people I meet and, and, and leave them with a good impression because a lot of times that's all you get. And that one person who meets you is going to go tell somebody else who's going to tell somebody else. That's true. You know, if it's, if it's a, a negative reaction, then that's not what you want. So I, I always, you know, like to, you know, firm handshake, eye contact, and uh, that's always been some of the things I like to live by. Do you ever uh, put us in a room where you walk over to introduce yourself to someone? Like, who is the guy or the person in that room where you're like, I need to go meet this person? Well, it was Michael Jordan. Um, of course, yeah, well, that, yeah that's, a, that's a big one. I'm not sure exactly how how to answer that. I just feel like uh, oh, I'll, tell, I'll give you an example. One of the uh, the post parties I went to uh, after the the derby was uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, who's a you know big time Hollywood guy, and uh, he had a few people out to his uh, immaculate residence, uh, um, you know, like 45 minutes from Louisville, and he was a guy who uh, you know I won one to thank him for having me out there but two just really wanted to uh, to, you know to introduce myself and, and and talk to him a little bit so that was that was a thrill for me because uh, whenever there's a blending of the entertainment world and, and kind of the sports world uh, you know there, there's not always the uh, the face recognition which goes both ways you know you might recognize someone but not be able to place them in a certain movie or or role and uh, it's always fun to uh, to get to talk to somebody from a different walk of life Aaron, did you get a chance? I, I, it's a busy weekend, but the the Mayweather fight against Kyle, uh, Cotto. I saw it. You don't. You saw it. Now. Okay, so what did you think? I mean, like, there's. I'm these... a big. I'm on the money team, man. All right. There's two kinds of guys. It's one of my favorite shows to watch. Right. Uh, whether it's uh, about boxing or they've had, you know, different ones. The Giants had one. The uh, the game every year that they have the outdoor hockey game. Yep. Uh, that's really grown my interest in hockey the last couple of years watching. I think it began, the one I watched, Pittsburgh and Washington had one. Yeah, that was yeah. a great one. That was uh, the best one. Philadelphia was in one recently as well, and the Rangers, I believe. Yep. Uh, I, I love uh, I love that show. I, I think it does a great job. It's, it's much like the, the hard knocks with football. Yeah. You know, it really takes you behind the scenes. Uh, and for a sport like hockey, which I don't have a lot of familiarity with, uh, it really uh, got me into the sport more. So there's, because I said there's two kinds of boxing fans. There's either the Pac-Man or the Mayweather. You're the Mayweather side. Oh, I'm deep in Mayweather's corner. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh! Win. Really, Aaron? That doesn't seem Pacquiao new at all. Needs to, you know, they need to make that fight happen. I just saw someone on TV that said Mayweather's 80-20 retiring. I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't believe that either. No. Forty million dollars for one fight. You know, he's got 32 plus his proceeds from the sales, which had to be, you know, enormous. Massive. Uh, you know, they got to make that Pacquiao thing happen uh pacquiao agreed to the drug testing let's get this fight going that's what boxing needs i mean every year on the derby the last four years uh it's coincided with a big major fight i mean there was the uh de la hoya fought uh, pacquiao, pacquiao mostly yeah. fought mayweather um you know and this year but it's always a little disappointing because uh you know you don't i mean as a as a fan of boxing you, know, you want to see a knockdown here at least a knockdown not a knockout but at least a couple guys on the on the canvas, uh, and that's why I've kind of, you know, to be honest, uh, that's what I like about UFC. It's it's uh, more often than not, there's going to be a submission or a knockout or something where they're going to have to stop the fight. Uh, boxing, uh, especially the the major fights the last few years, just hasn't hasn't really done that. I think for the viewer. 
Yeah, and then and that Pacquiao Mayweather fight, which has been dangling for like four years, uh, that uh, that totally needs to happen. And I, I'm a Pacquiao guy because I think personally that Mayweather's been ducking him. Um, and and he said after the fight, I don't know if you saw when he was talking to Larry Merchant. Larry's like, "Will you move off of your position of the 60-40 split?" Which I think is unfair because Pacquiao is at is the same level, same ilk as as Mayweather, and I think that's just another way for him to for him to duck Manny Pacquiao. That that's just my personal opinion. And and you you kind of gave us ours. I, I can't believe how are you on a money Mayweather team? How's Mayweather is so, so he, entertaining? Yeah, but Aaron, that that goes against like everything that you are. Like he's brash, he's cocky, he talks so much smack. You're the polar opposite. I like his swagger. <laughs> <laughs> so you you definitely think he would he would win because I I was like I was a Pac Man guy, but now I, don't I know. Mayweather. No, I, don't, I, think I wouldn't he, say I definitely think he would win. Uh, the sixty forty thing, I can you know th- you know I don't know if I agree with that, but especially you know their guarantee would be around fifty million dollars, which is out of this world. Counting, that's not even counting the pay per view stuff. So, yeah. I mean. Money wise, it would it would make a, a lot of sense. Uh, legacy wise, you know, would I don't you know he's what forty three or forty four and zero right now. So I don't you know Pac Man would be. I you know he just said that Cotto was was his greatest opponent ever. It was a different fight because he had to come up to weight to Cotto. Cotto probably for the for the fight was at least ten pounds heavier than yeah. Mayweather. It wouldn't be that with Pacquiao. They'd probably fight in the in the one forty somewhere. So I'm not sure exactly what he's. Uh, you know what he's most worried about. I do agree with him though on the on the drug testing. You know, if that's the main holdup, make it happen. But I see your point. I, I think there's been some opportunities to at least work really hard on the fight. Now he said in his post game or post match something that that there was somebody from Pacquiao's camp who was holding it up. But yeah, Bob Arum, uh, promoter Bob Arum. Boxing. They need to make this fight happen. Now, now Floyd Mayweather came to the ring with Triple H of uh, WWE fame. 50 Cent, who's a rapper, and Justin Bieber, who is obviously a pop star, a pop icon. If you were walking into the ring of a prize fight, who would your three-man entourage be, assuming Turtle, E, and Johnny Drama, those three guys that are in your life, were not available? Who's on your Who's your three dudes or your three people? Oh, my gosh, that's tough. You want uh, me to tell you mine first? Maybe. Yeah, let me hear yours. Okay, I'm, and this is, this is, this is unabashedly, I'll be super honest with you. I'm coming in with Miss Universe, uh, Miss Canada, and Miss Puerto Rico. Um, that's <laughs> listen. I I know I don't have your status, but if I'm walking in a ring like at the MGM with that kind of that kind of event, I I would imagine that those three young ladies would be available. So that's mine, my man. What about you? I like it. You know what? I, I don't know if I can give you any names, but <laughs> it, it has to be just two two big. Humongously buff black dudes. <laughs> Kimbo, Kimbo Slice, yeah. and, and Jonathan Ogden. Yeah, there you go. And then three or four good-looking chicks. Nice. That. <laughs> now, would the brothers be behind the girls or in front of like be in front of you or? In the... Oh, they'd be. Yeah, they'd be behind. They'd be behind. We got to put the ladies out front. Yes. And the, and the two big black dudes on either side of me is my like security, but they'd be like famous dudes or just super buff. <laughs> that works. So, new you new new signing for you. You got a new center, right? Jeff Saturday. Yes. That's your boy. Now, you got to have a good relationship now, right? And he's had some pretty pretty famous hands down there, right? 
Yeah, Peyton, yes, <laughs> Peyton and you. I, I hear Saturday. That was his demand. He only wants Hall of Fame quarterbacks down there. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I would tell you this. I'll give you a little insight. You know, when you when you think about a center, most most of the things that people don't think about is there's there's two main components that a center needs to have, and it's not you know quickness or agility or snapping or anything. It's it's two things. One, he has to have a good height, and I'm talking about where his butt rests. <laughs> And it can't be too high. I feel like I'm standing up. It's got to be just right. He's got that. And the second is... Wait, wait, Aaron, wait, 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 wait. How do you even measure that, Yeah, did you ask before he signed? Did you say... It's a feel. It's a feel. My center in college was about my height, and he he was real low in his stance. It made me had to kind of duck down a little bit. It's harder to get out of center. So Scott Wells, my previous center, Jeff Saturday, great... Height. So great you know, butt height. Stuff. They have great butt height. Yeah. And what, yeah, great butt height. And the second is, is most important, and that's sweating. How much do they sweat? <laughs> the worst thing, <laughs> the worst you can you can have is third, fourth quarter on a on a you know October day where it's 65, 70 degrees, and he's sweating through his pants because that is not, not a situation you want to be in. So, you might have to put the towel. You know, you remember how those centers used to put the towel on the back? Time, yeah, change pants at halftime. Has that ever happened? A dude changed. Oh yeah. No, oh, get yeah. out of here. Our, you know, our backup center, great guy Evan Dietrich Smith. Uh, he has major sweat issues. <laughs> dude, put him. And when, you, when you get that ball snapped up, and there, and there, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of sweat that just splashes <laughs> all over you and on your hands and the ball. It's, just, it's not a good situation. So, I, you know, he actually has changed at halftime before. Wow, that's unbelievable. <laughs> so those are the two things you look for, butt height and, uh, and sweating. And sweatiness. Jeff, oh, uh, my gosh. Jeff's doing really well in both categories. It, so, so, the, so the the report came back that he has a decent uh, – he doesn't have a bad sweat uh, – Production, Both sweat ratio and, uh, <laughs> and solid, solid butt height. Awesome. That's another skit for Saturday yes, Night. Yes, there right you there. go. There, there you go. go. You so, can sign you up go. guys like that. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So you're so you're doing like either a draft or you're get, doing like interviews, interviewing centers, and then one of the considerations are butt height and then sweatiness. Yep. Dude, look what we're doing for you, Aaron. We have okay. So that's that's that skit, and then working at In and Out Burger. I love it. Okay, a couple of producers. Here. Yeah, dude, can we? Yeah, can we get some uh, writing <laughs> credits on that? Extra credit there, yeah. Nice. Okay, this is the only. This is the only serious question I'm going to ask you in the entire thing. Uh, if if you found okay, so you played New Orleans in Week One last year, 2011. If you found out that the bounty on you was only 10 grand, how insulted would you be? Would you be like, dude, I'll give you 10 grand if you think you can knock me out? Try to catch me first, B. <laughs> I heard it was only five grand. What? So. Yeah. That's so yeah. disrespectful. Isn't that disrespectful? You're the MVP, as Allen Iverson once said. I'm the MVP. I'm the, the best, bat, best football players in the world. I'm the MVP. You know, it, it might seem a little bit low. That, dude, that, that, that is shocking to me. That's why I'm acting like such a goofball right now. Five Gs for you? Man, you, you, oh, that's, that is the, okay. I'm gonna move on from that. Uh, thank you for letting us know about that. Um, okay, okay, so staying in football, you have the brandish the belt celebration and like the small fist pump celebration. I have a list of current celebrations. Which one, which one or ones are you feeling, or which one do you like the most? Okay, I have a small list. Here we go. The gun in the holster. Now I don't know if you well, how much NBA you watch, but Russell West, Westbrook does this. He hits a three. 
He blows on his three fingers and then holsters his hands like pistols. That's one. Hey, yeah, stop right there. I saw Joakim Noah do that celebration down by like 25 points in the <laughs> late third quarter. See, that's disgusting. Like, doesn't that make you want to throw something at the TV? Yeah, I'm not a, not a big fan of that celebration. Oh, man, Joakim Noah just destroyed it, man. Oh, okay, so okay, so that's off the list. Um, in hockey, I know you don't watch a lot of it, but um, one of the faces of hockey, Washington's Alex Ovechkin, and another guy named Danielle Briere, also a great player from Philly, they slide on one knee, then come up and give a huge fist pump. That's number two. Uh, number three, the Tebow, which I'm sure you're well aware of. And the fourth one is the message under the jersey. Uh, the uh, Buffalo Bills receiver Stevie Johnson did it a couple times after scoring a touchdown. He'd lift his pad, his pads, and he'd have a message written on his T-shirt. One was, why so serious? And the other is, happy New Year. So of these three, the one knee big fist pump, the Tebow, and the message under the jersey, which one of those are you feeling the most? I'm feeling the one knee fist pump. The one, oh. yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they go deep. It's got a lot of class and tradition in it, but you can also spice it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean Ovechkin, he he also adds to it. Sometimes he'll just jump into the into the glass, like it, it trying to like knock it over because he's so excited. That's I don't know if you see kind of like one. a Lambo leap, right, Step yeah, into the glass, yeah, correct? He does yeah, that too. and uh, but he just doesn't get his bum padded by a bunch of. A bunch of fans, which I imagine that must be kind of uncomfortable, no? Or, or you you, you don't even feel yeah, it. Depends on where they're patting it down. <laughs> <laughs> have you got? Have you jumped in there often? Because I know you're usually. Uh, yeah, me. I think I've had about four. First one was really bad. <laughs> three have been pretty good. <laughs> they re- they really hit you hard, huh? Well, the first one was fourth quarter late. So they've had a few. And I didn't realize how high the wall was. So you just really got in. By the time I got in, I was like, all right, get me out of here. (laughs) The other three, I kind of watched some of the more athletic players on the team, got the technique down, and and I felt like it turned out pretty good. I grew up in in Northern California. I live in Southern California now. Mm -hmm. um, But I I think there's – I really feel like there's three different – maybe four different personality types in California. There's – Northern California, which is a lot of small towns, agriculture towns, uh, has more of a small town feel. There's the Bay Area, which is like a metropolis, you know, higher society, if you will, kind of feel. There's kind of the the in-between zone from like Fresno to San Bernardino, where (laughs) they have their own, own stuff going on there. And then there's SoCal. And SoCal is, you know, what are you wearing? What are you driving? What do you do? Right, right. Of course, yeah. Yeah, so there's, I think there's really four different types of people that live there. Um, I, can, I feel like I can get along with all of them. I lived in three of those places. I grew up in NorCal, went to school in the Bay Area, and, and live in Southern California. So I have a respect for all those areas. But um, the weather in SoCal on the beach is uh, is a huge draw, and that's why I, I make my home down there. Unbeatable, dude. I, I have a I have a friend uh, uh, that lives in Manhattan Beach, and every time I go to L.A., I like to spend a few hours at his crib. And then we also, like, do an afternoon at Hermosa, and there's like this one patio in Hermosa Beach. You know, Hermosa, you know, by the the surfer statue in Hermosa. Mm-hmm. I do. There's that one patio. I don't know what it's called, but we'd sit out there and just we take a day off, if you know what I mean, and just like just people watch like champions for like four hours, and every girl's got a dog. You know, the riding bikes, <laughs> and then every girl's got a dog, <laughs> and then a friend, and it's. Yeah, SoCal's where it's at. Being from Toronto, we can definitely appreciate the amount of uh, uh, sunshine uh, that you get. Did you go to Coachella? Excuse me. Excuse me. No. You didn't go to, but you saw. Did you see the Tupac hologram? I heard about it. I haven't seen it, but I heard it was incredible. And I was, 
uh, huge Tupac fan when I was growing up. Well, yeah, you're a West Coast guy for sure. Like he, that dude, like spoke for that whole Tupac, Dre, Snoop. Like those are the dudes. I mean, in hip hop music, anyway. Yes, I was. I was the white kid uh, <laughs> mobbing, mobbing my my minivan with uh, the Tupac uh, <laughs> greatest hit CD as loud as I can. I was that kid in Toronto. Don't worry, <laughs> the white kid. There, there, are, there are a lot of those kids. So, is it conceivable? That in the near future, you'll be doing interviews via hologram on NFL Sunday Countdown? I don't think so, but you never know <laughs> the way technology is going. It could, it could, hey, one day, you never know, dude. So, Aaron, big uh, big weekend this one. It's Mother's Day. Yes. Are you ready? We were just talking about I will, I will be with my mother, yes. You're a good man. What kind of mom? Because me and Cab, we have... Um, is immigrant parents? Yeah, yeah, we have immigrant parents. So yeah. somewhat strict. I'm, I'm Scottish, so it's it's, uh, it's a big day for me. But we don't have anything yet. We're still struggling. Do you have a gift already? You got a plan? What do millionaires do? do you, are you taking your mom out? Are you flying her somewhere? No, I mean, the great thing about my mom and my family is, is we've never been a very materialistic family. So mom just appreciates uh, some quality time, so... I'm going to be there. My little brother's going to be there. And I'm sure Dad, who's an incredible cook, Mom is too, but, but Dad and and his plethora of barbecuing equipment, his smoker <laughs> and barbecue and sauces that he makes, uh, I'm sure he's going to cook something up real good and we'll get to spend some time together. Nice. Is there any gift ideas can you help me and Cab with? Like anything you think of that you gave your mom that she's really, besides spending, like I know spending time is a big one, but... Honestly, she she likes a, a card with a nice message, um, but I do have something in mind for them. Uh, they've been they've been wanting uh, to add to their backyard either a pool or a hot tub. So I've been uh, been thinking about maybe maybe the hot tub idea. Uh, see, that's that's a great idea, but you're and but can you picture your parents in the hot tub, dude? Yeah, man, they love they love going to the hot tub. Yeah, but it's your parents though. Like you know what the hot tub I don't leads want a to? Picture, <laughs> I don't want a well, me and Cab can't do that. We could get a card with a picture of a hot tub <laughs> yeah, and put a yeah. nice little saying that's, in there for us. <laughs> that's, that's what we That's do. what we're gonna do. Dude, uh, it's the thought that matters, right? Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Now, uh, now, okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get you out of here on this to to steal a line from Tony Kornheiser. If mom is the most important woman in your life. Who's the number two? Who's the number two, huh? Does the Virgin Mary count? <laughs> best best that, answer we've had. That is the best answer of all time, dude. <laughs> I, li- I like the long pause, too. Yeah, it's a tough question to answer. But you, but you are in tough situations all the time, Aaron, which you get out of them all the time. That's, that's what I do, though. When I'm asked a difficult question, I like to pause, consider my answer quickly, and answer as honestly as I can. <laughs> more honest, honesty in there than, than other times. Uh, that's great, dude. Very, very well played. Very well played. Well, listen, uh, Aaron, thank you so much for being on with us. Uh, uh, you're you know, awesome awesome to talk to, awesome to converse with. Low-key, love that. Um, good to see you back on Twitter. Because I know you take like a six-month sabbatical during the NFL season, um, and for those who are who are listening, if you're not already following Aaron Rodgers, that's at Aaron Rodgers12 on Twitter. Uh, I started following you last year uh, before we met for the first time, and you had a tweet about wishing that In-N-Out Burger 
delivered. I know it came up a few times in this podcast. So with your status and influence, did you ever get them to deliver food to your place? <laughs> no. No, but what I love about them is they're open late. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, late night run, get that double-double animal style with no lettuce. Oh my! You go animal. Oh my gosh, dude, that's like seventeen thousand calories. I know you're in great shape, but you got to so ride the good. bike for like three hours. You, dude, you got to ride from your place to like friggin' San Francisco. It's so good, though. Yeah, it is so good. It is so good. It's like uh, kissing a girl for the first time. I don't know why I threw that in there. The but, Virgin uh, Mary. The Virgin. No, not the Virgin Mary. Yeah, that's sacrilegious. <laughs> Forget that part. Forget that part. Anyway, uh, Aaron, we appreciate the conversation. Appreciate uh, your converse, your contributions to the game. And uh, I really appreciate how cool you've treated me in our meetings. And uh, you've made a bunch of more fans here in Canada hearing this different side of you and seeing how funny you are photobombing all the time. I hope that continues. Well, I appreciate you, buddy. And you've always... Uh treated me with respect and giving me a great uh, outlet to get my message out, so I appreciate it. Uh, anytime, dude. Thanks again. Uh, good luck with uh, training camp, and uh, you got two dudes right here be rooting, th- rooting for you in the uh, 2012 season, my dude. Well, I hope I see you back in Green Bay, buddy. Uh, I'm 100% you will. Sounds good. To all of you listening, you this is now proof that if on Saturday Night Live, when Aaron Rodgers is the host... They do the looking for a center bit or him at in and out Burger bit. You know that that is courtesy. That is was was imagined by Neil Scott and myself. So our names better be in the credits. Lauren Michaels. <laughs> Lauren Michaels, if you're you know, you somebody tell him where it came from, just so we can get an extra twenty five bucks or maybe an invitation to watch the show live in uh, at Thirty Rock in New York City. That guy was awesome. Killed it. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers was, was great. Uh, another another money, I know you and I, we have money-making schemes. One was the rent-a-dog for the afternoon. Brilliant. Yeah, Brilliant. we should have brought it to Aaron next time. Rent-a-dog for the afternoon, That yeah. trying to get uh, baby bro Mike Richards to finance. Uh, and then we can also run that uh, Kentucky Derby. Like yeah. we, we can be like the, you know how like in those movies, like uh, when, when Kenny Powers went to Mexico and was cockfighting, there was like he was taking bets. Like we could be the guys taking bets at the ne- at the next Kentucky Derby for the guys running the porta potties, and we give we give Aaron Robert Rogers like either like fo- like folded up beer cans, yeah, or just like tennis balls or eggs or something, and we just do like target. It's like target practice. I think the term is bookie. Would be we be yeah. the bookie? <laughs> we be bookies, I don't know yeah. if that's allowed, but we we put we gotta cover Aaron up so no one knows who he is. Right. He just, he just shows up in a beard, so yes. like the, like a Brian Wilson beard, like the guy from the the, the pitcher for the for the uh, San Francisco Giants, Brian Wilson beard, a pair of aviators, a toque, and maybe like a flannel shirt. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be good to him. Like I say, we me and you get I don't know forty, and he gets twenty percent of the profit or, or whatever, maybe twenty five, and we get the other rest. Or yeah, maybe. yeah, we can work it out. Forty, forty, twenty split. Aaron's cool with that. Yeah, I, th- I think it'd be I think it'd be cool with that, and then uh, he'd be well on his way to get that pajama rich money. <laughs> so listen, uh, Neil uh, Neil Scott for you guys uh, that want to follow and read his thoughts. That's at the Neil Scott on Twitter. Thank you very much for being my co-pilot as always. And uh, coming up uh, this week on Cabby Presents, it's Mother's Day, so I have a very special guest host uh, this Friday on Sports Center for Mother's Day. I went to Anaheim to recruit a very special 
special guest. So you guys check that out. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, that's at the real cabbie, C-A-B-B-I-E. And uh, thanks again for listening to this podcast. I'm cabbie and I'm gone. Thank you for listening to Cabbie Presents, the podcast.